Hey, Star Wars fans. Welcome to the Credible Nerds Podcast. We are here talking about The Bad Batch, Season 2. And we are talking about the clone conspiracy and what that means, you know, what that involves. So uh, we're here with Episodes 7 and 8. And um, got my trusty sidekick, my Wookiee co-pilot, my clone commando, Harry's back with us. Hi, all. He's all all of the above. He's not just one. You can't uh, pigeonhole him into one role. He's all of the above. <laughs> so, welcome, Harry. I'm glad you're back with us, here to join us and talk uh, the Bad Batch. Glad to be here, Justin. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So, we were talking a little bit beforehand and texting previously, and you really liked these episodes. I did. Um to be honest, I think this this little two part arc might be my favorites of of both seasons. Okay. Yeah, definitely uh, some of the most interesting stuff we've seen this season for sure. Um, we've gotten some good episodes prior. I think the first two episodes kicked off the, the season pretty well. Um, but this, I agree. This this story arc here has got some. Galaxy-wide implications, saga, Star Wars saga implications that we hadn't really seen before, uh, and had I've had questions about this. They hinted at it last season, in season one with the Bad Batch, um, as far as like replacing the clones with regular conscripted troopers, and here we have another step in that plan. So, some good stuff. Um, so we'll talk more about these two episodes. Uh, definitely want to invite you guys to subscribe to our YouTube channel and like this video. It doesn't cost you anything. It helps us out a lot. We'd really appreciate that. So uh, definitely do that. It doesn't take a very long to do. And we are the Credible Nerds, like it says up there. News, commentary, and reviews for the casual nerd. Where we have a passion for Star Wars and other nerdy stuff. We're here to talk about it. Uh, we do make mistakes here and there, so definitely chime in on the conversation in the comments below if you feel like we missed something or made a mistake. We're definitely open to listening and increasing our Star Wars knowledge. Um, but uh, we've been Star Wars fans for quite some time, so we have a pretty good background and pretty good history with the wars and uh, feel confident um, in our our nerdery with Star Wars. But uh, yeah, I'm here with my uh, my coat that I got for Christmas in honor of Senator Chuchi coming back to the show. She was introduced to us in Clone Wars Season 1 on Pantora. And Anakin and Obi-Wan and Ahsoka showed up to that planet. It was one of those frozen tundra planets with lots of snow and Anakin had a coat just like this. And Columbia came out with a, a version of this over Christmas. And my wife was awesome and she bought it for me so I can represent the Clone Wars and Star Wars as in my daily life. And this coat is awesome. <laughs> it's like the warmest coat I've ever had. And uh, I'm actually pretty hot right now. <laughs> it's so warm. <laughs> but it looks amazing, right? So... Just wanted to represent the Clone Wars and Star Wars. The Bad Batch in honor of Senator Chuchi coming back. Uh, do you remember Senator Chuchi from the Clone Wars season one? I do. Uh, um, I remember her and 
thought, well, hoped that she would show up again. Yeah, it took her long enough. Right? But, um, yeah, so she was a junior senator in the Clone yes. Wars. And the head senator, the, the main guy, he was, you know, he wanted to claim Pantora and rule it and kick out the natives. And that didn't work out for him. He was killed. And so uh, Senator Chuchi stepped into the, the lead senator role at that point. And she was an idealist and, you know, a positive person back then. And she still is. I think it's pretty consistent. Her character's been pretty consistent from when we saw her, I don't know, quite some time ago, over 10 years ago. And how it is now, we've actually seen some character growth that's believable. So I really liked her reintroduction to the story back to the the galaxy stage. So I thought it was pretty uh, consistent with, with stuff. Very believable. Yeah, she's a really cool character. Um, very empathetic. And uh, unlike some of the other senators that we have to deal with, <laughs> she's one that, that you would vote for. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely see that here in the beginning, right? Uh, they're... They're inter- They're talking about um, clone rights. You know, why is there no clone representation in the Senate? That's a good question. I hadn't really thought of that. You know, they're a major force. There are millions of them, but yet no one really thinks twice about them. They're just, you know, cannon fodder for the enemy, basically. That's what it sounds like. And we got yeah. these other senators who are pretty ruthless in that perspective. Yeah, the one senators like oh, when they're decommissions. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, not when they're retired, but when we decommission them, and that's got some pretty ominous tones. Yeah, and I think Chuchi does say, or Bail Organ is there fighting with Chuchi, uh, arguing. They're arguing together. Uh, they're they're like these aren't droids. We can't just you know toss them away and keep moving on. We got to do something. They they helped us. They fought for us. They died for us. We need to. You know, make sure that they're taken care of afterwards. So that kind of sets the stage for where we're at in the story. I think previous to this, we also got Cade and Slip, some clone troopers hanging out at the clone bar that we've seen in the past. I don't know, maybe it's a different one, but it's kind of a similar setting to what we've seen before, where kind of like an officer's club for the clones where they go and have a few drinks, hang out, catch up with one another. So Cade and Slipper there at the bar talking. And uh, Cade, he's talking about a conspiracy. Um, how Admiral Rampart destroyed Camino and tr- is trying to cover it up or has covered it up, basically. I mean, no one knows about it except for those that were there on the ship with him. How they, at the end of last season, how they destroyed Topoca City and some of the and the other cities on Camino destroyed the cloning facilities, and they we find out that they're blaming it on some like electrical storm or something like that. So major war crime here <laughs> that's being covered up. Um, Harry, you have some experience with the military. Uh, what's what do you think about that war crime? Well, it's absolutely. Um, they basically are nearly fully committed genocide against a, an entire race. Yeah. Um, by destroying them all and not giving them a chance to leave, um, they've wiped out the entire Kaminoan race. So that's uh, that's pretty up there as far as bad guys and bad deeds. Mm-hmm. Yep, Empire's not uh, on the good side for sure. 
So they're trying to cover it up. Uh, do you think Admiral Rampart acted alone in the sense that it was just his ship? Well, we saw multiple ships. Was it like just his squadron? Was he, because we know that it went higher up than him, but was he the point person in this attack or was it kind of Imperial wide? What do you think? Um, I think it was probably fairly limited and it was a squadron or maybe a, uh, you know, a, a battle fleet under his direct commands. Mm-hmm. That way they could control um, communications in and out and and just to really, you know, grasp hard on the command and control over all of these ships so that you don't have one wandering off and somebody like Cade, you know, f- having second thoughts after it happens and then talking to someone. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess I'm not super well-versed on the Imperial Naval Commands. <laughs> Um, you know, how many ships does an admiral uh, commands? Mm-hmm. Uh, how big is a battle fleet or a squadron? Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm I'm guessing he was the the point commander for the entire fleet that was there bombarding Camino. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember how many ships we saw, but there was multiple ships, and that was just for Topoca City. And there was other cities on Camino that were destroyed. So I don't know if there are other ships or just those ships that we saw went to the next city and did the same thing or how that worked. But yeah, I think it's, it is limited to the ships under Admiral Rampart's control and command. Uh, but that's still a lot of people. I mean, it's still a lot of clones, right? And I think it was Cade that did mention that, you know, anybody who has tried to tell, no, that one of either Cade or Slip mentioned that, you know, people have tried to expose them, but they either transferred or, mysteriously disappear or even killed right so the clone it doesn't sit well with the clones what happened there on on Camino and I think it's just a matter of time or a matter of letting more people know before it becomes a bigger deal because I'm sure if all the clones knew that this had happened there would be a revolt basically right sure because it's their home right yeah it's their first memories um while they're not regular parents, the Kaminoans were the first people they saw and interacted with, and yep. they're not going to be happy to find out that the empire they're working for is the one that destroyed their home world. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't sit well with the Bad Batch, and we're starting to see that it's... And they were in, you know, they're kind of aware of the whole thing from from the beginning. And those clones that do know, is, we find out that it's it's not sitting well with them as time goes on either. So... Uh, I think, think that's one of the reasons why it's called clone conspiracy. Um, but I don't know. I I initially thought, well, like, oh, the clones are conspiring. They're going to, you know, do something nefarious or under the radar or whatever it is. But it's not. It's the ones in control have a conspiracy against the clones. Correct? Is that how you see it or you see it different? No, that's how I see it. It's just, it's, there's just... There's a, a galactic conspiracy to get rid of the clones, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, brokers the question, were there other war crimes and atrocities that we don't know about um, yeah. that the, the clones were involved in and their command staff knows that this is becoming an issue? Um, you can't just kill or reassign them all. Eventually, these, <laughs> yeah. these problems are going to come out or you have to kill them all, um, which has been a question, right, since... Since we first learned that there were, there was a clone army before the stormtroopers. Like, if there was the clone army, well, what happened to the clone army? Where did yeah. they all go? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think we're st- we're definitely starting to see how that happens. The start of that. Where do they go? Um, in a previous episode this season, we saw Admiral Rampart give instructions to one of the commanding officers to you know fudge the report, file a report with some false information about involving the Bad Batch, because he I guess he had reported that they were killed on Camino, and so when they showed up in this this uh, episode earlier this season. They're like, hey, we can't put that in the report because I already told Tarkin that they were gone. And so, and that, you know, com- that clone didn't want to do it. So I think we are going to see more of this corruption from the Empire. Around parts, sounds like he's gone after this, you know, story arc. But, you know, who else is doing stuff? You know, what's going on here? How far and how wide does this uh, corruption go? You know, was it just Rampart? He's he the bad apple. Because I think so far what we've seen, he's the only one. You know, Tarkin is pretty ruthless, but he's not necessarily um, like creating false reports. I don't know. Maybe he is, but Rampart's really the only one that we've seen do this type of stuff. Right, so far, yeah. He's yeah. the only one that's deliberately fudging reports to cover up things that he doesn't want anybody else to know. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see how that plays out. You know, will we see more corruption within the Empire? And I, obviously I think we will, but, you know, how soon does that start to take place? But uh, so as Cade is telling Slip, you know, hey, we got to do something. And I, I uh, sent a, an email or whatever to Admiral Rampart to tell him, hey, you got to come clean or else I'm going to say something. And then they walk out of the club and he gets shot by a sniper a masked, helmeted sniper, and uh, Slip is able to escape. And um, we don't know who this sniper guy is. I I assumed it was Crosshair, right? He's pretty good with his his sniper rifle. Yeah, I kind of did too. Um, when he did turn away there, right as he, you know, after the other clones came out and he went to leave, um, you could see the silhouette of the helmet, and it wasn't. About, you know, Crosshair's normal helmet, yeah. but at the same time, I was like, okay, he's fully broken with the Bad Batch now. He's, you know, rejected his old uniform, has a new uniform. Mm. So that's what I assumed. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it was a different helmet. and The armor was similar. It was more Mandalorian than uh, Clone Trooper, but similar enough, I guess. Um, so we don't find out who it is at first. Um, eventually then we shift to the scene in the Senate that we talked about earlier. And then, uh, Chuchi says there's a confrontation in that Senate meeting with not, uh, it's more of a discussion between Rampart and Chuchi. Like, well, how do you know what they want? Have you asked them? So then at that point, Chuchi shows up at that officer's club, talks to the clones. They're not ready to, to retire. You know, they, they get angry at her. Like, no, we're going to, we're soldiers. That's all we do. That's what we know. And she's like, well, yeah, okay, that, yeah, you are, but have you thought about what you're going to do when you get too old to fight? What are you going to do? I want to help you figure that out. And so that's that kind of starts the discussion there as far as what the uh, benefits, what their pension is going to be, right? Right, uh, yeah, just I think uh, none of them have you even thought about yeah. beyond – the war and fighting right yeah because that's what they're they're born for bred for 
right, that's all they've ever done. And um, when she says that, you can see them, like all of them just kind of stop for <laughs> yeah. a second. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, at some point I'm going to be too old to fight. So what yeah. am I going to do? Yeah. Because we haven't seen what well, there's been the one, that one deserter. Mm-hmm. Um, Cut. It, you know, he's the only one that we know of that's broken ranks and, and left the war entirely or left the military. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really not even a consideration for the rest of them. Yeah. They don't, they don't want to do anything else. Right? They like it. So it was interesting to see him kind of stop and think. And then they kind of band together and like, okay, let's talk about it. So that starts that dialogue, which Rampart doesn't want. He's like, because they're trying to pass a bill in the Senate that will decommission the the clone troopers and they'll be able to start their own um, conscripted troops from galaxy-wide citizens. Because they feel like they're better soldiers or less cost effective, all that stuff. And we, we see that argument start in the first season of the Bad Batch in those first few episodes. And here's a continuation of that. And I think since it was introduced so early, it was one of the themes introduced so early in the first season, now we're seeing it again. I think that's going to be a theme that this Bad Batch show uh, addresses. And one of the things, it'll play out, it'll be one of those ongoing storylines and then towards the end of the series, we'll see that finalized. We'll see whether that's, we see the first, you know, regular citizen stormtroopers show up. Or, or I don't know how that's going to look, but I think that's one of the main storylines of this show. Um, so it'll be interesting how that plays out this season. Um, so Rampart is trying to get this bill passed. He's trying to convince the senators. He's talking to Masameda. And Masameda's like, hey, you said that this would be taken care of. You know, Tarkin and it sounds like Tarkin and uh, Palpatine are getting impatient. They want it done so they can move to this next phase. Why do you think this next phase is so important to them? Because if it was just regular bureaucratic stuff, like, okay, yeah, we got to do this. We got to do that. We got to go through the, the protocols and then it'll happen. But they seem like really it's like high top priority for them. Why do you think that is? I'm not 100% sure. I mean, part of it's got to be that it's going to take time to train these troops. Mm -hmm. From the time the bill is authorized to the time you actually have enough of them trained and ready to replace all the clones in service is going to be, who knows how many, three years, five years, ten years? Yeah. I mean, basic training for the military now is a couple months, so I think they can get that out of the way quick. But, like, to be competent, that's a couple years, right? Right, yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at any of uh, the um, any of the combat troops, even in today's military, basic training is is a couple of months, but they're not combat certified for a minimum of a year. Because once they get out to their units, you know, they fill in holes um, where the the units are short, but they're it's another year train up minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just for regular troops. Then you have all the specialists and other stuff who, um, because it's the, the clones are more than just line troops, right? They're not just infantrymen. Mm-hmm. They're scouts and they're armored vehicle operators and they're pilots and um, the command crew of, of Venators. Yeah. And um, it's the entire military. It's, um, it's everybody. They're the Officers. bulk of the military. Right. 
um, officers even today, you know, you've got to have a four-year degree before you start your officer training. So say five years for, for an officer mm-hmm. um, to send them through, you know, like a military academy for four years and then, you know, another year of, of actual military training on top of it. Um, so I think the biggest part is is it's going to be five years plus. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you don't get a pilot just out of basic training, right? Yeah. You get a bad pilot. Uh, well, right. You get a bad pilot who crashes. Yeah. Um, obviously, they have hyper-advanced autopilot, right? And they can put them into takeoff and landing cycles automatically. But you're not going to survive in combat without a lot of training. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's no way so I, you just flip the switch and be like, okay, let's hire 5 million people. And they're going to be our new army, right? Right. That's not going to work. Right. And they're also looking at the uh, the aging process of the clones, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they, they have the accelerated aging to get them old enough to be combat ready. Um, but that continues for a time. Eventually, it slows down. Right. But um, at what point does it slow down? I'm not 100% sure. Is it, you know, Yeah, I don't think late? that's been defined. I think it's just at some point. <laughs> right. Otherwise, so they'd they probably be dead by now. For sure, Right. Um, so there's, there is a time crunch that they have Mm -hmm. from the time the last clones will be combat effective, um, to the point where they, they need to have these conscripts trains, but not just to be infantrymen. Mm -hmm. They've got to get them trained up for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's as simple as that, right? Maybe there's nothing evil or nefarious about it. It's just, Hey, these guys are going to get really old here pretty soon within 10 years. And so we got to be ready. We got to get these right. new guys ready. Maybe it's as simple as that. We got to hurry because clones age twice as fast, and we don't know when that's going to take effect as far as slowing down. So maybe it's just as, as simple as that. Uh, and and there's well, which always made me wonder. Well, if the cost of the clones was was prohibitive, and and that's your reason for wanting to change, why didn't they just uh, seize Camino and Put them into, you know, involuntary servitude. Make them slaves. Um, you know, yeah. you're you're gonna make clones for us until time ends. Yeah. And you know, we'll supply the basic supplies you need, but uh, you know, you work for us now. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so, a good so I wonder if something else about that will come out. That's uh, um, maybe there was a faction in the Kaminoans that was that really didn't like the control chip and and started to uh, to cause problems behind the scenes and which meant further generations of clones um, would not have had the chip and would not have they had that ultimate control mm-hmm. because what other orders are programmed in that yeah we don't know I think we've only seen order 66 and there could be a you know an order one where they all you know eat their gun yeah yeah i'm i've i've thought about that i think we talked about it previously on this show but yeah i think that's i think that's a reality i think that's going to happen some some effect where they you know end up killing themselves or they turn on each other right right i think that's a a real threat i don't know if this show will go that dark though because course clone wars weren't pretty dark but uh i don't know i think in order 60 self it is order 66 in and of itself is a pretty dark 
place to go. Right. Um, this would, wow, yeah, it would be very, very dark. But at the same time, you have millions of clones. How do you get rid of them all mm-hmm. in a relatively short period of time? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they need to train the next gen, the new stormtroopers. Because someone's got to teach them how to fight, right? Right. So maybe that's going to be their role. And half of them will be like, no way. And then they, they defect. And then the remainder, for whatever reason, stick around and, and do that. We could see that, I guess. Yeah, that would uh, that would definitely create a, a schism, right? Yeah. Where where some are like, yeah, you know, this is our job. We're gonna good soldiers follow orders, and we're gonna train the new troops. And the rest of them are like, we're training our replacements. <laughs> yeah. And when they're all trains, what what becomes of us? Yeah. And to to move on, I think we see a hint of what's to come with this assassin guy, right? So let's move into the, what happens there. Uh, Chuchi eventually meets with Bail Organa. They kind of talk and realize they are they have the same agenda or similar agendas. You know, they're the kind of part of you know they, they want. They're not big fans of the Empire, basically, and they want to work to help the clones. And so uh, Chuchi ends up meeting with Slip in private, um, and he's trying to get out of there. He's he's afraid of his life, and afraid for his life. And so he contacts someone to come get him, and he's there waiting for this person, this contact to show up so he can leave, get off planet. Chuchi shows up, and the assassin follows her and starts taking out. <clears throat> First he kills Slip, but not before... Slip tells her to check the the records of the Venator that uh, Admiral Rampart was on, that he made a backup somewhere. So that's kind of the information that he has and passes along before he's assassinated. And then her guards, her two security guards are killed, and then she's about to be killed. But then the contact shows up and disables the assassin. And I thought the assassin was going to be Cody first, Commander Cody at first. Because, you know, what happened to him? He defected, and where is he at? So I thought he was the guy. But no, it's Captain Rex. So it was good to see him show up. And she remembered him from uh, their previous time together. So she trusts him automatically. What did you think of Captain Rex showing up as the contact? I thought that was uh, pretty cool. Because when Slip is, is talking to them, you know, the thing he says is, I know you can get people out. Mm-hmm. So Rex is obviously involved in some sort of uh, smuggling ring, basically, yeah. getting defecting clones off worlds. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, so he's part of some sort of organization. Um, he's got he's got to have a safe house and yeah. transports, um, and not just a system transport, right? He's got to have something that's light speed capable. It's got some some capabilities to get away from Coruscant and get these clones someplace. Yeah. And the clones know about him because Slip knows who to go to, right? Yeah. He doesn't go to anybody else. At least we don't see it. He just knows. Right. So that's cool. And, um, yeah, I, because at first I was like, okay, who is this? Who is this contact? Um, I, I'm still hoping for Cody to show back up. I think, um, I think we'll see him later this season. Um, because I'm really hoping that he's still alive and yeah. um, that Rampart didn't like Slip and Cade say, you know, <laughs> yeah. anybody anybody that 
turns on him ends up dead or missing. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, seeing Rex back in action, um, and well, he's still young, right? He's still got his blonde hair. He hasn't gone gray yet. He hasn't got his beard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think well, it's interesting because he's a traitor, or maybe, well, maybe not. Well, he is a traitor to the Empire. Uh, but at the end of Clone Wars season seven, he cr- he's on the ship that crashes. So I think everybody assumes that he crashed, but now he's so they don't know he turned on his people, right, or protected right. Ahso- Ahsoka. Right. So like I don't think I, they know it, that. It, right. I don't think that story is very well known. He did not follow Order sixty six. Yeah. Because initially he was, but then he fought against it, and yeah, we saw that, but. So maybe it isn't known that he's a um, didn't follow the Order sixty six that he can just get people off planet, and then once they leave, I think they're if they're wanting to leave, they're in the state of mind that the Empire is not for them, right? Sure. And so that, in essence, would make them a traitor to the Empire too, um, if they're right. going to AWOL. Yeah, because there's. At this point, there's no end in service for clones, right? Yeah, it's lifetime. That really hasn't been talked about. So um, you're still on active duty if uh, up until you're dead, I guess. Um, yeah. And anybody that leaving is, is AWOL. Yeah. Well, I hope we do see like uh, a whole organization of clones, you know. Maybe they they brought up the insurgents a couple times in the outer rim, mid-rim. Um, maybe it's the clones are part of that, you know. Not they're not necessarily rebels. It's not the Rebel Alliance yet, but maybe that's it's the beginnings of that. Maybe we'll see something. There's a clone regiment out there. Uh, just trying to claim a planet and be left alone. Yeah, it could be that too. They don't. They just want to live their life, like Cut Laquan and his his hot uh, Twilight wife. <laughs> He's a legend among the clones. <laughs> so. Yeah, so Rex shows up, he stuns the assassin, and like I was saying earlier, there's there's a a precedent for the these clones because all of a sudden we they unmask him. He doesn't have any identifying information on him, so that's interesting. You know, is he bred um outside of the regular clones or was he a regular clone and kinda made some changes? I don't know. But before, he wouldn't say who he's working for or anything like that, but he said, I'm a believer, and then he killed himself, right? With the, right. The, the, the electric shock in the teeth. What did you think about that part, Harry, as far as what is he believing? Well, that, that's it. Uh, that, when he said that, I'm a true believer, I was like, in what? <laughs> yeah. Because you're pretty hardcore. Um, yeah. You're not willing to even try to take a beating and resist. You're just like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes you wonder, like like you said, were they bred separately? Was this a different batch of clones that were trained for, um, well, to be pretty hardcore? Because um, he's really hardcore to yeah. just to, to commit suicide versus talk at all or, or even wait for rescue. Mm-hmm. Very fanatical, it sounds like. Right. Um, and he's di- directly tied to Rampart. And we, earlier, I thought of this as in one of the early episodes this season. 
uh, we saw Rampart give um, Crosshair a mission to go out with Cody, right? Right. And for whatever reason, Rampart doesn't feel like Crosshair is up to it, so he's not working with him. So I saw sounds like that was like a tryout or a, you know, hey, is this guy going to be good enough to work for me? And he wasn't. But this this guy, this believer guy, was. It sounds like he was, I don't know, next in line, or maybe he was already working for him. But he was, you know, working for Rampart to do his dirty deeds. And Crosshair yeah. didn't. But Crosshair was too free thinking and, um, you know, yeah. kind of very independent. And this guy's a true believer. Um, mm-hmm. So it makes me wonder, you know, does Rampart have like a like a hardcore squad yeah. that, that he's kind of indoctrinated mm-hmm. um, or I, I don't know, um, yeah. which just gave me the thought, like does Rampart have these guys, you know, looking after him? Mm-hmm. Could they feasibly rescue him? Yeah. They could break him out. Uh, Cause we didn't, we assume that he was killed at the end to not spill the beans and expose the Tarkin or Palpatine. Right. But we didn't see it, so maybe, yeah, like you said, they break him out. Um, because if he's smart, and he appears to be pretty smart, that he would have uh, some kind of backup, right? You know, if my, my lawyer doesn't hear from me every 24 <laughs> hours, he's yeah. going to release the, these documents. Yeah. Um, and he could hold that threat over Tarkin and Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's the possibility that, yeah, we saw him leaving and assume he's going to get shot out in the hallway <laughs> but maybe he's sitting in a cell someplace yeah yeah that's interesting i hope hope we see something more along the lines of that than just finality oh he's dead and who who are who's this believer guy is there more of them because maybe it's just rampart and him then i think if it's just this believer guy who ended up committing suicide and rampart it's just those two i think we will see the end of rampart but if there's more of them i would bet that they break him out um i mean and there's always i guess the possibility that it was just let's blame this on rampart but you know we're going to give you a new name and a new you know send you out to this other place and yeah. a bigger command will give you another row of of rank yeah um and make you a grand admiral or something <laughs> you're just gonna you know yeah re- refurbish his image <laughs> thanks for doing what we needed you to do um that name's gone so now you're admiral whoever yeah but uh because if he's a true believer, yeah, well, yeah, is it is it something between him and Rampart, or is it as high up as Palpatine? You know what? I, I'm really curious about that. It was so brief, you know, but it just caught my attention big time. So I hope we see more of it, whatever it ends up being. Because we do know that that the Emperor he has um, taken to some to to uh, what Wayland's to Mount Tantris. He's got a bunch of cloning chambers there. What mm-hmm. was he using them for before he started making his own clones? Was yeah. he testing them out? Um, are these the predecessors to his royal guard? These yeah. are the true believers. Yeah, that's a good point. True believers in the Empire. Yeah, I like it. Like the the Empire as it is in the original trilogy, as opposed to now where it's kind of the Republic with all right. the senators and the rules and stuff. In the Empire as as Palpatine wants it to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. So that's the end of the episode. The next one, um, Co- or not Cody, <laughs> Captain Rex 
contacts the Bad Batch because uh, Chuchi tells him, hey, we got to get a hold of these plans or this data that's been saved on the ship. So he's like, I know some guys. So they come. I thought it was interesting they just fly into Coruscant on their sh- their ship, the Marauder, and like, uh, you know, they're wanted by the Empire, but they fly straight into Coruscant, no problem. Maybe they have a their ID things hacked or whatever. I don't know, but I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, Tech talks about that several times. Um, that they've got a variety of uh, transponder codes okay. for the Marauder, so. Where, whenever they're going, it's saying it's something else. I mean, it's a pretty distinct ship. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I guess if you've never seen it, yeah, that's true. Um, you wouldn't know. I mean, it's it's distinct to us and to anybody yeah. the Bad Batch is tangled with. But yeah. to air traffic control on Coruscant, if they, maybe they've never seen it. Yeah, there's uh, probably more sure than one. Was, sure. It has a, that Imperial shuttle vibes. So, Yeah. So I guess there's a reason for that. But uh, so they show up, they meet up with Rex, Chuchi, talk about it. And they decide to go get the information off that Venator ship. But it's due for demolition, right? So they got to go quickly. Uh, but Omega stays behind and hangs out with Chuchi in the Senate, which I thought, again, those in the know know who Omega is, right? Right. And then she just goes straight into the Senate and like, hey this is cool. I, I didn't really, I thought that was a bit too, too much. Um, but she learns all about how the Senate works and sees it firsthand and learns about the, the empire more fully. Cause she'd never been off Camino basically till recently. And then the bad batch, they go and, um, come up with a plan to infiltrate the ship and they go through the shipyards and find a secret passage and in the tunnels and, get on the ship and they stun they're back to stunning the the clone troopers that are there they're able to download the information but are discovered because as soon as they hack into the system they you know they know so they're under pressure and again they have to get out of there quickly but they're able to and get back on the ship and they send the information to uh the senate because they're voting on the bill as well that day right everything's on a time crunch but they're able to get the right. information, the data to Bell Organa, who then gives it to Chuchi, I believe, or he, you know, shows the data of the Venator class ships, just you know, wrecking havoc on Camino and killing everybody. And they realize, yep, that's uh, Admiral Rampart's ship. What are we going to do now? And so then uh, he's like, I don't, I forget what he said. Did he say anything like, oh, that wasn't me, or did he have a chance to say anything? No, I don't think he said anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think he said anything. I mean, what are you going to say, right? Yeah. There's video evidence <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, but he tried to shut it down before it got shown, but once it got shown, he was like, uh, <laughs> was it me? <laughs> but that whole sequence was pretty, pretty cool. Pretty, a lot of action, you know, a lot of Bad Batch stuff that we, that we like in this show. Um, but then I think the key... <laughs> The crowning moment of this double episode shows up there at the end, right? Everything's like, it comes to a head. Like, okay, now what are we going to do? We can't support this bill to get rid of the clones because we got Emma Rampart, who's sponsoring the bill, committed genocide and tried to cover it up. So we can't support him, right? But then all of a sudden, it all goes quiet. The The podium starts to rage. And like, oh, crap. We know who's coming now. And Palpatine rises up in his little 
the pod to the middle. And it's just like, it is just so awesome. You got that Ian McDiarmid classic Palpatine voice. And it's just, whenever he speaks, right, as the Empire, you're just like, oh, he is so awesome. Yes. As, as an actor. And he does it so well. I love his performance every time he's on screen or in this voice acting role, too. What did you think of Palpatine showing up there at the end? Well, I was like, oh, no. It's <laughs> like, he's, he's got to have a plan. This isn't, we just thought we won. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's the bad badge, so I should know better, right? Yeah. Um, no matter how hard they try, they always fall short. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now he's going to twist this somehow. And he does. Yep. Yep. And so he, he's, he has a backup plan. He condemns Rampart and his actions at the same time. He pushes, he doesn't really issue an, like a vote. He's like, this is how it's going to be. <laughs> because of Rampart's actions, we're going to have a clone, or not, we're going to have a, a citizen constructed army. The clones were too willing to follow Rampart and, yep. you know, the orders of, of these bad officers. Yeah. So we need new troops. Yeah. <laughs> we need people who are more, you know, can think for themselves more. He's <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Dude, you're so awesome, but evil at the same time. <laughs> so uh, he's, yeah, he's the ult- one of the ultimate bad guys yeah. in, in, in literature and cinema yeah. and, yeah, he's always five steps guy. ahead of everybody else. Yeah, I think out of all movies, literature, he's top dog. Right, you got Sauron, who's really amazing. But up until this new, you know, Lord of the Rings series, the Rings of Power, we don't really see Sauron working. We just see him right. here and there, and then he, then he gets defeated. We don't really know him. Whereas Palpatine, you know, we see him in the prequels, come to power. We see him in the Clone Wars. We see him in this show. We see him in the original trilogy, even the sequel. So we just have all this character development. He's just so good at everything he does. And, and he's been manipulating everybody since yeah. forever. Since episode one. Even before since episode before one. before episode one, yeah. right? Like all of his plans were coming together at the very beginning of episode one. So for a decade or more before episode one. He yeah. had been plotting and planning and scheming and making allies and yep. um, yeah. So this ain't gonna stop him, right? This no. release of data for me. Of course, he's gonna pin it on Rampart and say he's he's acting against my wishes or whatever. You know. Um, Look at this terrible officer yeah. and in charge of so many troops that were so willing to follow him. Yeah. This is why we need <laughs> conscripted troops. They're gonna be so much better. Yeah, and then. Bail Organa and uh, Chuchir just like, oh, <laughs> I guess that didn't work. Well, and, and it's back to that um, that moment with um, Padme, right? Mm-hmm. When she's like, you know, this is how democracy dies. Yep. Because everyone's like, yay, the emperor has saved us again. Yeah. You're right. Let's vote for this act. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it was sponsored by this terrible genocidal maniac. Yeah. So he's able to spin it and still get the same results. But, but uh, uh, yeah, so some great stuff here. Um, like I said, it impacts the the overall story of the whole Star Wars saga on some level, right? As far as the, right. clone, the clone troopers and the start start up with the stormtroopers and just Palpatine doing, doing playing everybody against. Do you think 
uh, he planned this or was it like, okay, obviously the, the plan with Rampart, but that didn't work. So do you think he had a backup plan or he's like, okay, we're, we're going to do this now. Like he did it on the fly. I think he had it as a contingency that because there's always the risk that Rampart feels guilty at some point or the truth leaks out because it wasn't just one ship, right? It was an yeah. entire battle fleet. So what if one of those dudes squeals and and tells the truth or gets the truth out to to the right senator and it comes out? He's like, well, that's always going to be a possibility um, mm-hmm. until the clones are gone. Yeah. Um, so how can I spin this to still get the outcome that I need? Because at the end of the day, what does he need? He needs the clones gone at some points. Yeah. Which I'd be interested to know what his reasoning is. Because I don't think we've ever, ever heard his opinion. We've heard Tarkin's. We've heard Ramparts. Have we heard Palpatine's reasoning? No. No, yeah. he's never. Yeah. I mean, he's the one, right? He, he, he got the clones started, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's so, behind the creation of the clone army. Um, th- we've never really found out why at this point he wants to, to get rid of them. Um with that uh, that chip, it almost seems like this is the best bet, right? Program a couple of orders into it that that only you control and or even know about, and you have the ultimate army. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the the whole cost-effective thing, the clones, you know, following orders blindly. I think that's all just smoke, and there's a a different reason. Because I think maybe. Maybe somehow it does lead back to Palpatine. If if someone were to dig deeply enough, they could find out it was Darth Sidious and Darth Tyranus posing as Sifo-Dyas, you know, the whole episode two plot, part of the plot there. I think that could potentially still come out. And so that's why they destroyed Kamino. And now they're getting rid of the clone army because that just breaks every, you know, t- breaks ties with everything that happened with that clone war and they can't bring it, they can't tie it up with, with Palpatine anymore. So I think that's, that's probably the underlying reason. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, just bearing every piece of evidence mm-hmm. tying back to, to, um, Senator Palpatine before he became the emperor. Um, and, um, because there's very few people at this point that know that he's a Sith Lord, right? I mean, yeah. is there anyone just Vader, um, maybe maybe Tarkin, but I doubt it. Um, so I'll, potentially just Vader, right? Yoda and Obi Wan, but as far as the Empire goes, I don't think anybody. Right, and you know Yoda and Obi Wan are, are in deep um, cover, hiding out, yep. and so that, that's it as far as we know. Don't think that they ever told anybody. Never told Bail that we're aware of. Although destroying Alderaan first takes care of that little loose ends mm-hmm. eventually. Yep. Yeah. So it's all part of his plan. It'd be cool if we, at some point we got this master plan reveal where Darth Sidious monologues. You know, this is what I did, <laughs> and this is how I did it, and this is why I did it. And you guys are all suckers for going, you know, something like that, where it's just all laid out. And like our minds are just blown. We're like, whoa. He's so right. awesome. Right, because then we'd really see like 
the plots within the plots and yeah. the the beginnings and um, dead ends even where like I was going to do this but it didn't work out so I did this and <laughs> yeah. suckers yeah. because I still I have the question okay so he's got the galactic empire but was that enough or was he looking to turn it into a new Sith empire eventually too but was thwarted because the re- with the rebellion mm-hmm. causing problems he, he couldn't go straight forwards yeah because there was this military force that that he you know had to deal with first before he could well if he wanted to I mean and we don't know we'd have to wait for his monologue yeah I think see whether you like Rise of Skywalker or not I think that's what you see with all those Sith acolytes and those ships right right buried buried underneath the ice which was a cool visual but not very practical So yeah, I mean, was was his end result uh, a new Sith Empire? You know, that would last another thousand years. Yeah. Um, and we just it, he he didn't get to it for a variety of reasons, mostly because the, the the son and daughter of Skywalker were thorns in his side for causing problems. Decades. Yep. Yeah, that'd be cool if we got that story somehow. But yeah, so that's this up these two episodes. Uh, great, great content, great uh, story, awesome visuals and, you know, action as always. I love this show so far. Um, hope we get more about the clones and, you know, what they're going to do, how they survive or how they don't survive, right? Who does and who doesn't. Obviously, Captain Rex and a couple others survive through Star Wars Rebels. We see them as old men. But, you know, is there, are they the last three? Is there anybody else? We'll, We'll find out, I'm sure. But yeah, definitely uh, subscribe to our channel for more Bad Batch content. We'll be back next time with a double episode review as well with the next two episodes. Uh, They're um, combined stories. So any last thoughts on this this, uh, story arc, Harry? Um, No. I mean, other than I really loved it um, because it just, it advances the story of the clones. Mm -hmm. Um, It ties the Bad Batch into the overall story of it because, you know, in their attempt to do right, they actually, you know, were, <laughs> were denied again. Yeah. Um, and um, just, it's an important piece in the overall saga. The, you know, just the Star Wars story, this is an important piece because this, to me, is the beginning of the end for the clones. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, they've been such an important thing, right, for... Um, two movies, um, the entire Clone Wars um, animated series, the Bad Batch, two seasons of this now. So they're they've been around almost longer than than any other you know force or or unit or group of people, longer than than anybody else really in the whole saga. Mm-hmm. Except for the Jedi. Well, right. <laughs> Except for the Jedi. But yeah, I, uh, I get what you're saying. But, yeah. but they've they've been really important for a long time, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, and then there's a lot of fans that just love the clones. Yep. Um, like my daughter, you know, she she watched the the entirety of the Clone Wars before I did. I think she's actually watched the whole thing twice. Um, oh. And certain clones, um, like Echo and Fives, are her absolute favorite characters in in the fandom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got to, we almost, yeah, pull our nerd card, cred card. I mean, 
we didn't address the fact that Echo left the unit at, at the end oh, of this episode. Yes. And so we kind of come to an end, at least up to this point, of Domino Squad. Um, like you said, Echo and Fives, they were the last surviving members of Domino Squad. We were introduced to them in the first season, and we, you know, they were kind of a vessel for the the clones and their story. And slowly, you know, one by one, they started dropping off, and we got to to Echo as the last one. Um, we got to see him live through Order 66 and up to this point. I imagine he'll be back. We don't really know where he's going specifically. Uh, my guess is he'll end up with Commander Cody. I don't know if we'll get us like a spinoff, but we might get a couple episodes with them. But I don't know. Any thoughts on, on Echo and where he's going? Uh, well, that that's, uh, the thought just came to me. It's like what we were discussing before we started about the possibility of Rex having some sort of network. Mm. Um, that's um, aiding clones to defect or putting clones into hiding in other places um, because Echo says, right, as he's leaving, um, I've got a bigger job to do. Um, And um, so there's something important there, right? Yeah. And it's just hinted at, right? Um, It's that little teaser. There's something very important that he's willing to leave the Bad Batch to go do with Rex. So what is this, this important job? Yeah, that's a good point. I think it it is important and we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Um, Hey, spin it off. Let's get, uh, the adventures of, of Cody and echo. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no complaints from me. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't Uh, mind seeing a season of what they do, but it's gotta be, you know, go ahead. Even if we get like a, a two or three episode arc, yeah, yeah, that's probably more uh, likely of, of them, you know, in this season or next season. Yeah, I can see uh, us getting, you know, like you said, two or three arcs once a season. You know, just kind of check in what they're doing. Maybe they come back, join the Bad Batch. You know, there's a big team up at the end or something. But yeah, I don't think we'll see the last of them. But up to this point, you know, that's that's the end of Domino Squad. You know, he was the last one. You kind of see the Bad Batch as an extension of Domino Squad, but um, not anymore. So they better, with as much care as they gave the Domino Squad throughout the whole Clone Wars series, I'm sure we'll see more of of Echo. They're not just going to, like, okay, see ya. Good luck. Right, that's no way to to see him off. Um, We either need to see him happily in retirement, getting a suntan on a beach on Scarif. (laughs) Yeah. Or, um, you know, the, the end ends where where he goes out in a heroic manner yeah. to, to save his brothers and and, um, and then that's the, the real ends. Yeah. But there will be tears shed, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, like you said, Domino Squadron, or Domino Squad's been around since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And every time one of them was, was killed in battle, you know, it was a kind of a big deal. Yeah. I remember even in that first episode, rookies, we didn't really know them, and half of them, you know, two or three died at that episode. I was like, oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> even before right. we really knew them, I was sad when yeah, they died. Yeah, And then as they kept falling, I was like, oh, that's rough. And they were pivotal in some real key moments throughout the entire Clone Wars, so yeah. we've seen them for a long time, and they, they've been important to the story, and we got to know them really well, right? Better than any other clones. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. But uh, so thanks, Harry, for for joining me here on the the Bad Batch recap. Uh, like I said, we'll get back to it next time with another double episode review of the next two episodes. Uh, the Bad Batch they go to a, another deserted planet for another Sid side mission. Um, kind of, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm over these side missions with Sid, but uh, you know, how much longer are we going to go with this? I'd like to see some some more meaningful stuff like this, like these two episodes. So what's your grade for these two episodes? These two episodes, oh, definitely top-notch. Um, a. I liked... Uh, I liked the first one better, surprisingly, because the Bad Batch wasn't in it. <laughs> I think it was because it had more Clone Wars connections, so I really, I really dug that and appreciated that. But they're both A's for me. What about for you? I'm assuming the same. Yep, similar. solid, solid A's. Yeah. And I, and I did like the first episode more. There was um, not that there was more meat in it, but it was just a the story was very coherent, yeah. and it just like you couldn't look away. Um, so leaning towards an A plus there because it was it was pretty pretty spot on perfect. Yeah. And right up to the cliffhanger at the ends, right? Yeah. With that. Uh, you know, true believer and committing suicide. It was <laughs> yeah. like very intriguing. Holy smokes, where is this gonna go? Yeah. Yep, definitely. So, thanks guys for joining us here on the Bad Batch uh, Credible Nerds podcast. We will get back to, to the next episodes real soon. And like, uh, like I said, may the force be with you. We'll see you guys. May the force be with you. See ya. Peace out. <laughs>